Hi, this is Ryan Fraser. This is Troy Dini. This is Gus Boyet. This is Don Hutchison. This is Jürgen Klopp, and you're listening to The Big Interview with Graham Hunter. Thank you, Jürgen. I travelled to all these interviews from Barcelona, and our socios, our beloved members, keep us on the road. This independent podcast would not happen without them. Please go to patreon.com forward slash Graham Hunter right now to become a socio, to become one of our members. And we'll bring you joy. In 2007, a completely unheralded and untested coach named Pep Guardiola was appointed Barca B coach and charged with lifting them out of the doldrums, the dungeons of Spain's fourth division, he immediately phoned Dominic Torrent, our guest this week. From that date until now, Torrent, a Catalan, an ex-footballer, has gone on to help create some of the most beautiful, stimulating and most lauded football of the last decade, 20 years, 30 years. Torrent became part of the coaching team at Barca B. He was head of analysis and remained with Guardiola through his spells at the Camp Nou, where they won the treble, then at Bayern Munich, where he became assistant coach to Guardiola, at City, where he replicated that post to huge success and acclaim, before Torrent leaving for a successful spell as head coach of New York City, where they won the Eastern Division, City's first big title. In this initial part of the big interview with Dominic Torrent, we're going to hear about his journey from the Spanish lower leagues to the absolute pinnacle of the modern game, You'll hear about his first meeting with Guardiola, how Torrent helped advance the careers of Pedro and Busquets from fourth division football in Spain to within two seasons, starting in a World Cup final against Holland and becoming world champions. Truly, Dominic Torrent has had a massive influence on not just Spanish, but European football since 2007. He's a very welcome guest on the big interview. Sit back, relax and soak this up. This is the big interview for the first time in Girona, in the, the beautiful province of Girona, and for the first time with Dominic Torrent. Dominic, thank you very much indeed. We have to say bon dia. Bon dia. Even though it's the interview is <laughs> going to be in English, bon dia, because yes, we're in bon Catalonia. Bon dia is, is perfect, eh? Catalonia. Bon dia. bon dia. Good morning. Thank you for taking time to sit down and, and chat to us. Um, our, my aim today, as everybody who's listened to the big interview for years will know, will be to draw out some of your football experience and intelligence. But we're sitting with a man who has been fundamental in giving us enjoyment for years, mm -hmm. fundamental in, in changing football for the better, in my opinion. So I know, and the listeners know, because we've explained to them, that you were a talented footballer that had a bad knee injury, like Brazilian Ronaldo's knee injury. Mm -hmm. You were a first coach for 14 years in teams yes. near here, like Palafugel, like your beloved Girona. But I'd like to pick up the story when somebody, and I don't know if it's Alexanco or Pep Guardiola, says to you, come, come and help us. Come back to where you nearly began as a footballer. Come back to Camp Nou. 
come and be part of, we're building this special team. We're building this special team of guys to take the, the B team of Barcelona out of what I guess was the fourth division or third division? Third division. Third division. Third division. B in the third division. Yeah. So what happens, first of all, when somebody says, uh, Dominic, are you interested in... What happened? In this year, I work in Girona, in the third division as well. We were uh, champions in, in the third division, but I worked for many times uh, near to uh, my home in Girona, in, pa- in Palamos, in Palafrugell. And I say I need to, to rest a little bit. Uh, in that moment, in the, uh, that period, uh, the Barcelona called me about if uh, I'm interested about the, the young talents for Barcelona. I say, okay, because uh, uh, I had uh, many information about the, the young players, in, in not just in Catalonia, even in Portugal, in French, because uh, I, li- I love this, this job. And I say, okay, okay. After two or one month, uh, we meet uh, with Pep Guardiola, and, and he said me, oh, uh, I'm Pep Guardiola, I say, I, I know, <laughs> of course I know, because uh, yeah, I, 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 was, yeah, I was a big fan, the, the Pep Guardiola, like a player, you know. And I say, uh, okay, uh, I know uh, you was a, a head coach in Girona, and third division, and I need uh, a little bit help because I don't know the first division in Spain. I say, okay, for me it's not a problem, but you need to talk with Alessanko. Alessanko was uh, in that moment uh, a, a boss in the in the academy players and. Uh, he was a, a central defender who was yes, captain. Yes, no, he's a captain. He's a legend. He's a, le- a legend in in in, in Barcelona. Eh? Uh, I remember when. We went with my colleagues uh, the, the Champions League final in Wembley when Barcelona, the first time Barcelona uh, won the Champions League, Alessanko was a captain in Barcelona and Pep Guardiola played uh, in, in this team. You were there in Wembley like yeah, a fan? Yes, yes, like a fan, like a fan because uh, I'm a partner, Barcelona partner. Uh, I'm all the time I'm a fan Barcelona, absolutely. Uh, and I was a privilege to... To, to sort the game, uh, to watch the game in, in, in Wembley in that moment. And uh, Pep Guardiola was, uh, for me, a top player. And when uh, he said uh, say to me in, in, in Barcelona, Dome, uh, I need, no, I need you, but uh, uh, maybe you can help me because uh, I don't know the first division is. For me, it's a privilege, but you have to, to talk with Alessandro. It's not a problem because uh, the relationship with Alessandro is uh, really good. And, and that happened in one month, say, okay, uh, that's fine. And in that moment, I remember Monday, Tuesday, uh, until uh, Friday, I worked with Pep about the tactics, about what happened with the, the next opponent in the first division. And after that, Friday, Saturday, the, the weekend, uh, I want to, I don't know, Andalusia, to try to convince uh, this player, Nolito, for example, or uh, Chico, the best way to work in football is maybe join in the Barca B with Pep Guardiola. Yeah. And that's happened about one year. After that, you know what happened exactly. Uh, Pep, in one year, uh, was... Uh, head coach in the first team 
But there's a reason that you guys went up to the first team, which I think they promoted you to mm-hmm. the first team on your birthday on July 14, 2008. It yeah. was your birthday, but we, everybody needs to earn a promotion. So let's, let's try and let our listeners understand mm-hmm. what you and Carlos and Tito, Tito. and Pep achieved. Exactly. I want to know what you were doing. Because most of the people who listen to me have got no idea where Pobla de Mafumet is. They have <laughs> yeah. no idea where Manlio. Yeah, uh, my, San Andreo, maybe they yeah, know. Yeah, Masnau, yeah. maybe they've heard of. Matera, but Manresa, Premia. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I want to know, I guess that a lot of the time for Pep as the head coach of Barca B, some of the work was to go to Samboy or Villanova or wherever it is, Pobla de Mafumet, <laughs> And study the team in their previous game before mm-hmm. you played them. So I, I, I'm trying to imagine, Dominic, when you arrive, either with the camera or somebody has the camera, and you're the you're the Barca B guy. How do they receive you? Always friendly, respectful. Sometimes because football is like, yeah, oh, I'm, here come the big guys. No, no, no. So no. D- describe the the various experiences. No, was was good because uh, the first. The first idea is about uh, they want to work. They are here to work. A lot of people in Sambo, in, in San Carlos de la Rapita, in, in, in Manlleu, know me. The first time maybe they don't understand, oh, Dom is here. He's not a head coach in the, because I work many, many times like uh, as a head coach in the third division and many people in Catalonia know me about that. But it's comfortable for, for, uh, for us, for Carlos and me, when we have to record. Uh, look, look what happened. Carlos and me, we were the, the coaches in Girona, in Palafogel and Palamos. And in one moment, we have a camera and will record the opening for Pep. So for some the, people could look at you and go, yes, before he yeah, was yeah. the chief, some people, now he's carrying yeah, the yeah, camera. Yeah, yeah. Some people say, oh, what happened? Or, the reason why. I explain many times, uh, many people, because I love Barcelona, Football Club Barcelona. For me, it's a privilege to work uh, with Barcelona. I decide to rest one year, but after that, when Barcelona called me, say, okay, it's a good idea. And the uh, most important thing, we can work with Pep Guardiola. And Pep Guardiola start or begin like a coach, head coach. But for me, I was a big fan when Pep played uh, football. And right now, I don't know, but I feel something special. When I work with Pep, I say, oh, Pep uh, can become in the, a great coach because he's intelligent people. Uh, he's, uh, he has passion. He's a fan for Barcelona. It's almost impossible because Pep uh, just training one year in the third division. And you need a little bit lucky to join with a special president like Laporta or Chiqui Brigistein. With Cruyff up the Cruyff, top. Cruyff is the top. And, uh, you know, Cruyff, for me, the lead of uh, this project is Cruyff. Because when Cruyff say, I think Pep is ready yeah. to... To yeah. take a team, the first team. Dominic, we're talking about two geniuses. Uh-huh. In football clubs, you're lucky ever I, to find I one. I agree. And then if you go Cruyff, Pep, Pep. Messi, incluso, and also Xavi and Iniesta, no, no. in their way, Not sometimes you were working with five, six geniuses. I, I, I agree, 
because he's the perfect team for Pep, because he's uh, the first genius is Jahan Cruyff, the second one is Pep Guardiola, but the third uh, one is the team. The team, the team is Xavi, Iniesta, Messi, Eto, Titi Henry, uh, I don't know, uh, after that, after three months, Busquets, because uh, you remember... We're going to talk about him. We're going to talk Pedro, about him. And Pedro, and Pique. Pique, you know, in, in, I remember we went with Carlos in Manchester to, to watch the, the young teams, Manchester, uh, United, Liverpool. And I remember Pique is not in the bench, he's in the stand. Hmm. He's in the stand. What happened? And, and after that, Tito, because Tito knows a lot this player, because uh, he trained him when they were he trained, and, trained and Messi together. Messi, Cesc and Messi, Cesc and Piquet. Yeah. And all the time, Tito talk uh, about Piquet with Pep, say, oh, for me it's a top uh, centre-back, but right now, you know, when uh, he comes back to Barcelona, uh, Gerard is uh, 19 years old. He was 19 years old. It's not easy to... To, to play in Barcelona in the in the this kind of team because he's the genius is Marquez Puyol you know Vidal he's the perfect team for Pep because it's very important uh, to convince the players but when you have this kind of players technical uh, amazing genius like Messi and I think Pep uh, was a brave uh, coach because the first the first idea for Pep is if the Messi needs to grow up, maybe you need to change something. And something is, you know what happened, Deco and Ronnie. And Ronnie and Rooney is, a, is, a, is another genius no? and help a lot uh, Leo Messi. But sometimes you need to, uh, to change something because I remember this year, uh, Real Madrid won the, the league. And Barcelona, I think, is 18, 18 points. See, 18 or uh, 19 points. They lost the Clasco at home 1-0. Yeah. They lost the Clasco and yeah. Bernabeu 4-1. Yeah. Javi said to us in the yeah. film we made, and he said it could have been 7-1. Uh-huh. Sin Bromear. Uh-huh. So. But when, when that happened, you need to, to change something. Yeah. And this is bad. Because it's not, it's not easy to, to take these kind of decisions. But, Donny, you know that now. Back then, you, you didn't know that so well. So back then, what I want to ask you is, when, not right at this moment we're talking about, you don't yet know Pep very well. So when you're out to the, to the campos of the third division, what is he asking you to do? What is he asking you to bring him? Well, I think I have... Uh, in that first season. Yeah, yeah. The first season, I, uh, I had experience in the, in the pitches. For example, it's not the same... Uh, to play in the in Barcelona in the, in the beautiful mini in the, in the mini stadium, and if you play in Casa de la Selva, it's another pitch. Describe it. It's a synthetic pitch. It's a small pitches. If you compare with the mini stadium, I know every single player in the Casa in Manlleu. In the, I say, be careful, Pep, because they have a uh, two uh, fast wingers, or the striker is very dangerous on. Is it a league, now I'm comparing with Britain, but is it a league where some guys go, yes, this week Barca B is coming, I'm going to find one clever one guy and kick him? Maybe, I don't know. It's exactly. Was it like that then? Yes. Aggressive. Aggressive. I remember we, we started to play a little bit so-so in the, in the first division because 
the Pep's idea is not the same to play in the third division and the big stadiums uh, in the mini stadium or these kind of pitches. And you need to change a little bit. Not the style, because the style is not the system. For me, the style is not to play 4-3-3 or 4 2 in diamond. The style is uh, if you are a reactive uh, coach or proactive coach. Pep is a proactive coach, but you need to change a little bit when you play against Malleu, for example, or San Carlos de la Rapida, because the pitches is not the same, and you need to improve a little bit, maybe in the build-up, or you can play with the wingers in the sideline, you know, wide, but in the sideline, don't move because the spaces is here. This is Pep, but Pep is a, a clever, a clever man. Every single week, I talk with Pep about how the Angelus is uh, this kind of team, away or at home. It's different. For example, in the third division, usually, it's not the same the teams when they play at home and no. uh, away. And they need to know that. They need to know that, uh, Pep and Tito. Because uh, maybe the, the idea is perfect. But it's very, very difficult to play in the small uh, side uh, when you play in the aggressive uh, against aggressive team. It, at home, the, the small home, teams are aggressive. Aggressive. It's like a cup tie. They want to knock over exactly, Barcelona. Exactly. But, but when they play uh, with us in the uh, mini stadium, yeah. they are, oh, be careful because in the mini stadium, uh, if you are uh, brave, maybe you can lose 5-0. So they're more conservative. More conservative. Uh, is more reactive, you know. They uh, use the concert all the time. And maybe when you play against the, 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 the same team... And they're... Uh, yeah. Pitch, they're on you. They, they're well, quick. Uh, they're aggressive. Make high pressing all yeah. the time. Yeah. Make fall, make fall, make so fall. So you gave Pep knowledge. Yeah. It's about, it's about how different it is uh, to play in the first division. The, my knowledge uh, uh, about Pep is be careful because this kind of team... Uh, for example, you know exactly how difficult it is uh, right now to, to play against Osasuna yeah. in Pamplona, yeah. you know? Every single coach in the first division now be careful. Maybe they are in the 15th position in the league, but be careful when you play against Osasuna in Pamplona, in No Camp or in Bernabeu, but it's not the same because, uh, you know... It's a good comparison. It, it's the I same. Uh, I can help Pep about that, about how uh, are the important players, uh, the opponent, the next opponent, how important it is to play different, a little bit different in this kind of uh, pitches. And after, after two or three months, I remember in the first 10 or 12 games, we were in trouble. You think you were in trouble? Yeah, yeah, we were in trouble. We, I remember we, we, we were in the first position, five position. In fifth? In the, in, in the 12, 12 games, the first 12 games. We draw the game, the first game in, in Premier. In, against, yeah. uh, we draw the game, for example, uh, against Manresa in Manresa. But you, you lose to Manresa. You lose in Manresa, Manresa or you lose in Manresa. But it's not the same. But because both coaches, uh, Pep and Tito, are intelligent, clever, and they change a little bit uh, after 15 games. So they learned quickly about the third division. What was the process for you learning about Pep? Because oh, it, now he's not just an, an yeah. idol, he, he's your boss. 
at first he's like, Domé, you can give me things. You can. Yeah. But then you begin to notice how he works, yeah. his intensity, how demanding he is. What was that process like for you as a coach to learn? Yeah, I, I learned a lot about Pep, especially in the build-up, because he's a, he's a master. Pep is a master in, in the build-up. And Pep, maybe, he started in the first division, lends to me a little bit how important it is to make a good high-pressing organization when you, when you defend near to the 18-year box, uh, uh, the movements. Uh, he asked me about the movements when I was a head coach in Girona, the high-pressing, because he'll love make uh, high pressing maybe uh, that is my so you were teaching him yeah. at this stage, which is his uh, first year of coaching yes you'd had 14-15 years and you but, liked already the high pressing style this is but true but it's normal no? because Pep de- uh, demand all the time and us all the time all the all the coaches even I don't know in the restaurant is is possible Pep asked the, the waiter uh, what do you think about Barcelona or what do you think about <laughs> this is Pep no is uh, a genius. That is the reason why he's uh, a genius uh, uh, as well. But uh, I learned a lot about Pep, especially in the build-up, uh, how brave uh, he is when he plays, especially against the great teams, Real Madrid. He's better, Pep, uh, when we play and brave, more brave. Uh, when we play against Real Madrid, not against, I don't know, uh, Almeria or Sassuna, these kind of teams in the middle of the table. And he was a master for me, in the, especially in the build-up. And what happened and where are the spaces, no? You can play against 4 foot 2 in Diamond. And Pep uh, talk uh, all the time how important he is. And, and say to, for example, Messi, Iniesta, oh, look, the spaces against this team uh, will be here. Not, uh, for example, uh, against Real Madrid. Maybe you can play wide and uh, wingers in the sideline. But against uh, Atletico de Madrid, for example, is uh, very important. Messi go inside, uh, Dani Alves uh, wide. And for that, uh, Pep is a master. And I learn a lot about that, especially in the build-up. What happens when you make the build-up three in the back and... Uh, the fullbacks uh, white and high, or maybe you can play with uh, three defenders, but the fullback with the two centre backs and another. Every single every single game is different. Maybe the the people don't know that, but uh, during the the week, Pep prepare uh, for the next opponent a little bit different. Even in the in the Man City. And especially, especially in Bayern Munich. I remember in Bayern Munich, we play sometimes 4-4-2 with Diamond, 4 3-3, 4-2-3-1, 3-4-3. The reason why, because Pep say, no, the next opponent play in that way, but we can improve if we play in that way. That's mean, when I say the style is not the system, it's not the system. The style is the, the style is concept. concept. The style is I want to play one two touches. That is one style. I want to make build up, and I want to make high pressing when I don't have the. And we have to react quickly when we lose the ball. We have to be able to to recover the ball. That is the, the style. I'm here to tell you about another podcast. Yes, we believe in biodiversity. 
It's from the makers of The Big Interview and it's called Between the Lines, the stories behind great sports writing. Every episode takes a classic sports book or outstanding piece of sports writing and examines how the writer crafted their story. This is a weekly show and the series so far has featured documentaries on the miracle of Castel di Sangro and Andrea Perlo's autobiography, I Think, Therefore I Play. There's also interviews with writers like Henry Winter, Simon Cooper, Andy Mitten, and David Goldblatt. Now, a friend of mine, Lawrence Donegan, on his classic golf book, Four Iron in the Soul. You know, you just write a book, and it's just some sort of alchemy that you, you don't understand what's happening. That's a good word. And lo and behold, at the end of it, it's like something comes together and something's happened that you're not even aware it was happening at the time. I think Nick Hornby talked about this about Fever Pitch. You just wrote a book, not that Fever got that's anywhere near as good as Fever Pitch, but, you know, there's just some sort of alchemy, mysterious thing that happens in the process of writing a book, and the book is greater than for some reason it's actually better and bigger and more appealing than you actually intended and lo and behold as you say 20 years later we're still talking about it people will still talk about it people absolutely love it in a way and those kind of books that hit just hit some kind of chord that you you know some kind of bullseye that you weren't aiming for but somehow it hit that bullseye and 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 that's why that's why they last All of the things you've talked about, Dominic, require um, intelligent footballers. So, before we leave behind the third division, mm-hmm. before we leave a title win, because you win the title and you win the playoff, mm-hmm. it's a big success, there are two players in there um, that we mentioned. There are a number of good players. Chico, you find he goes on to have a good career, I think, in yes. Swansea, Nolito, Spain... No, um, he's back at Celta de Vigo now, but for Manchester City. But the two most important players, without any question, are Busquets and Pedro. Yes, of course. Um, neither of them, I think, begins the first game. Both of them are more or less the youngest guys in your Barca B squad. Mm-hmm. When did you begin to notice that they were different or special? And what did you begin to notice about Pedro and Busquets in those first months? Mm. I remember these kind of players, not just Pedro uh, and Busquets, Victor Vázquez, uh, Victor Sánchez, player right now in Espanyol, and, and, and many players. They uh, was part in the uh, in the preseason in Scotland, and they have a lot. They maybe learn the players, the first team, what kind of football. Pep like to play. They taught them. They taught yes. the first team players. The first team players. And I remember when we play uh, against uh, Mexican teams in the preseason in 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 the United States or uh, in in Scotland, they help a lot. But not uh, just uh, one or two players. You can you can talk about that with Xavi or Iniesta. Say, oh, I understand when Pep say, no, no, stay here, don't move. The ball is coming. They are used to playing in that, in that way, you know. And I think this group, uh, uh, maybe six or seven players, play in the position. And it's my opinion they help a lot the first team players. 
and especially these kind of players. I remember uh, Pedro is amazing because Pedro, when we arrived in the Barcelona B with Tito, he was out in yeah. Barcelona. Yeah. And I remember Tito and me because I play against Pedro last year with in Girona. Girona, with Girona saying, oh, I like this player because uh, if, you, if you need the wingers, this is the wingers. And they scored a, a lot of goals, Pedro, in the first division. And Tito as well uh, say the same because Tito uh, know this player. And we start to watch a lot of games uh, about the last uh, season with Pedro in the third division. Say, okay. And Tito, I remember, say to Pep, okay, we can try to, to play with Pedro in the position. And after that, you make a decision about, about Pedro. And you know what, what happened with Pedro. And the first division, uh, I remember, uh, that's mean Pep is a brave coach because I remember we lost the first game against Numancia. And we draw the game. The next game, we draw the game against Racing Santander in no camp. Pep is a brave coach because uh, he showed me in this game, in this uh, in the eleven starting play, Busquets. Usually, the rest of the of the coaches say no, no, play the top players. Uh, and Leo was in the bench because I remember he played with the national team in Argentina and he uh, was tired. But Pep showed me he was convinced the best way to play is with Pedro and Busquets in the new camp. And after the game, I remember he told me, oh, if we lost the next game against Sporting de Gijón, maybe it's the first time in Barcelona we was in the bottom of the table. It's the first time. But after that, uh, I think that the players uh, are sure uh, they have the best coach in Barcelona in that moment. And I remember uh, many important players, Xavi, Iniesta, uh, Messi, uh, Victor Valdez and Puyol, talk with Pepe and say, don't worry, don't worry, coach, don't worry, I'm very happy with you. And we are sure uh, we will uh, win the next game. This and, is going to work. Yeah, because in the precision was fantastic. The, not just the, the results, uh, the way to play was fantastic in the precision. Then there's something I'm showing here that... that it's this. When you look at Pep, and you're talking about the fantastic pre-season in San Andreo, St Andrews in Scotland, he has this amazing power of being able to convince people, to make them listen, to make them hear, but also, above that, to make them understand. I heard senior great footballers at Barcelona, and, and we're going to talk about Bayern and City, huh. saying... Well, I'm not just doing what the coach says. I understand. I understand. Because in football, it's not always mm. important that the players understand. There are some managers who, if the players are doing what they're told, everything's okay. But you guys, you, you're, I'm talking about you as a group, you, you wanted them to understand what they were doing because I guess then they're in control more of what they should do because they understand. Yeah. I think uh, it's easy to convince the players and the staff because when you when you see the work, uh, the hard work to pep every single day, did in the, in the beach, in the local room, uh, wherever, is is impossible. Don't convince the players. The players are convinced uh, after ten days. 
The problem. Except some of them were were pissed off because no, the pro- will will go one millimeter this way and yeah, put yeah, hands yeah, on. But, and yeah. I saw them no, go. But, but when when <laughs> they are happy in the pitch and they think about that, oh, it's working. It's it it a great win. idea. Yeah. It's working. Yeah. I'm very happy. Yeah. I enjoy every single game. It's easy. The problem is that the fans, you know, the fans uh, around the around the, the football, you know, oh, it's a young player that don't have experience in that. It's better Mourinho. It's better I don't know, Banger uh, was better. It's normal. It's normal. Convince the players and the stuff is easier if you compare with the fans and the, even in the journalists, you know, you need to win. If you want to convince the the, the fans, you need to win. The players. You need to win as well, but the players can enjoy every single day in the pitch, uh, and they feel are better than the opponent, and uh, is a good idea that they did. But uh, about the fans, you know, and the journalists, if you win, you are right. If you don't win, you are not right. They are right. And that's that's is different. There's you know? a phrase here called resultadista, yeah, which means all your judgments are based on the results, not the idea, agree, not agree, the strategy. Agree, agree. Not the... It's about oh, we draw the game. We play. I remember when we draw the game against Racing de Santander. For me, the team played really well. And just Johan Cruyff, uh, I remember he brought uh, uh, in periodico the in his column. In his column Say no, they play fantastic. They say, or the people say, oh, the people. I think think about Johan Cruyff. Ah, he's crazy, you know. But, but he was right. he was he was but right. People aren't meant to. Not everybody is meant to understand a genius. No, because genius is because, different. Yeah, the genius. You you are a genius sometimes when the people don't understand you. Yeah, you are a genius. Yeah. And after maybe 20 years, I say, oh, he's a genius. But when uh, he started to work, there's many, many doubts about... Uh, the interesting is the result. Uh, if you win, good. If the, uh, you draw the game, especially in the new camp, uh, it's not good. Even for the players, it's not good. I know, I agree. But the analyze about the, the, the football... It's not the. It's not uh, about if you want just if you want to play in this kind of game. But especially, it's not about if you win, you play well. No, sometimes you win and you play. Uh, you don't play well. But lots of fans, like when we were traveling here, I talked about being addicted to living in the city, and I said it's, yeah. a, it's a mistake. It's a drug. Lots I of fans are addicted to the idea of. Oh, this week we're shit. Oh, this week we're fantastic. Yeah. It doesn't make any it's sense. It's about the result. It's you addictive. Know? Yeah. You, you get into this I cycle know, of... I know. It's like going to the opera. But I understand that, uh, Raham, because uh, the fans want to win every single uh, game, but sometimes it's not possible. But if you are happy with the coach, with the players, with the style, it's about time. Maybe in, in two or three... I remember in the, when we started to work in England, in the Premier League, say, it's impossible to play in this style in the Premier League. And Pep say, why? The reason why is uh, if you have the right players, if you have uh, quality players, you can play in England, in Italy, in Spain, in Portugal. Whatever. Also in South Africa, do you remember where you were on July 11, 2010? Uh-huh. July 11, 2010, uh-huh. where were you? Where did you watch the World Cup final? In, in that period, I'm here, holidays, 
and I watch every single game in the in the TV. I remember that. But I remember how difficult it was for the national team the first two or three games. Switzerland was Switzerland, Switzerland, the same. And the people say, the fans say, no, 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 it's impossible to win something. But how do you feel as a Catalan, a Spaniard, however you want to describe oh, I, yourself? I, I, on, on July 11, 2010, they read out the team uh-huh. sheet. And two guys from two years earlier, in 2008, that you guys promote to the B team of Barcelona in the third yeah. division, mm-hmm. start in a World Cup final, Dominic. World. And I remember when Del Bosque... Amazing coach, amazing uh, person. Good man. Good man. Say about Busquets because the people criticize to Busquets. They say, "Oh, if uh, I was a player again, I want to play or I want to to be Busquets." Uh, that is a chapeau no? for for uh, Del Bosque, and that happened. The people, the fans, the the, the journalists, oh, but you- shit game. Uh, it's impossible to game uh, to to win the the, the World Cup. Yeah, and and eighty percent is about Busquets. Uh, Busquets uh, cannot play. It's impossible to play with Xavi, uh, Alonso, and Busquets. And after that, what happened? Uh, they're, they're but quite, you have to good. you have to be passionate. And the style is the style. And and if you uh, if you believe in that, if you believe in, in, in the style, you need a little bit of time. It's, it's easy to play long ball, for example. If you play long ball and you recover the second, the second ball, the, the team is there. Okay? But when the, the, the ball is in the air, you don't know what will happen with, yeah. the, with the ball. Sometimes the people say, oh, it's dangerous to, to make a build-up. I don't agree. Because if you make a build-up, you know exactly uh, when you want to do but in the long ball, you, you have never, control. You have to control. You have your control. It's it's like going to a casino. I, I, yeah. I, you know, sometimes if you can count the cards, you might still lose, but you give yourself a big opportunity if you can count the cards. Totally. If you, if you give your if you give your money to the roulette table, it's fantastic if you win on red or, or number thirty six. But you don't know. It's the same thing. The so same. The percentage chance of bringing control to yourself by controlling the ball, controlling the play. And, and so I know you're a humilde man, but I, I won't leave the World Cup without saying you're also a man, not just a coach. Yeah. You, you have to feel a little no. bit of pride that two of the... Okay, so there was plenty of Barca players in there. Iker was fantastic. David Villa was fantastic. Uh-huh. But Pedro and Busquets, partly, you have helped... I'm very proud, Graham. It's, I'm very proud. I'm very proud question. because uh, I started to work with, with them in the first division. It's not easy. But uh, the, the important man was Pep because Pep trusts them. And I say, no, no, you have to play. You deserve to play and, and play. You know? And after that, uh, they deserve to play because both, because every single game they play really well in Barcelona and after that uh, they can play the, in the national team no? but I'm very proud because both are uh, a good players but a good man both especially both eh? because uh, you know I, I talk about Pedro Pedro was out in Barcelona being out and right now you know the career is a uh, Barcelona, Chelsea—I don't know the next, the next uh, So many team. trophies. So, so many, many trophies. trophies and and personality. 
That is the most important thing. Personality. personality. Because you need smiling, a happy. smile all the time. They transmit uh, a good feeling. But also because now it's become fashionable for mm -hmm. people in our country, over the years, people now talk about Busquets being genius and fantastic. Okay, super. F at first, nobody understood. Then now everybody understands. Yeah, but it's, and it's very fashionable. It's normal. But recently I spoke to two people. Rio Ferdinand, Manchester United. Darren Fletcher, Manchester United. And they, I was just talking for fun, they were raving about Pedro. Pedro's movement. How he spread the pitch. Yeah. His timing of when to come inside, not come inside. Clever. How he links with the midfield. When he tricks you, says he's going, he's not going. They, they raved about him. So, in my opinion, he's now the guy who's a bit mm, undervalued, misunderstood. He, do, he isn't given enough appreciation because he's not just quick, he's smart and technically good. I think Pedro is a clever, clever player because uh, it's not easy to, to defend Pedro. Because Pedro, uh, I don't know, uh, sometimes you, uh, you, you can say about Pedro is a right foot or is a mm. left foot, both. Uh, when they play white, uh, they use the movements inside, in between the centre back and the, and the, the full back. He's not a fast, fast player. He's not a, uh, a top player as a one v one. One, but uh, uh, he's a scorer. He's a scorer. He scored many goals in Chelsea, in Barcelona, and I don't know the, the next year. Uh, but it's important to 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 understand the Pedro. Was able to play in the two teams because he's a clever. It's not a. It's not physical. It's not about physical. Pedro, he's a small player. He's a small player. He's not. No, he's not fast, fast player like I don't know Sterling, for example, is fast player. He has another quality, but the most important quality for me, uh, if you talk about Pedro, is the he's a clever man, yeah. and he used every single quality uh, he has and. He has exactly uh, the quality is not one v one. In fact, if you watch uh, review the games, when Pedro has the ball, pass the ball. It's not uh, always is pass the ball. It's not. Uh, I prefer one two uh, with I don't know Xavi Iniesta or or, or Azar when we play in the. But he's a. Uh, He's a different player. He can play uh, really well in the Premier League. He can play maybe in the Calcio, in Spain. And I'm sure uh, in the future he will be again an uh, important player in every single team. When you win the treble in the first season in the first team of Barcelona, mm -hmm. where was the most difficult, which was the most difficult rival for you to scout, to understand, to unpick? We are not in trouble, just in the, the results. But in my opinion, uh, when we with Carlos who were a scout in Barcelona, is Anderson, uh, for, for Pep is very important, two or three things. If the opponent make a high pressing, mm -hmm. or defend, for example, deep and compact. Okay, that is the first one. If they make a high pressing, what happened with the wingers, the opponent? They uh, make high pressing inside, mm -hmm. or they avoid this kind of pass. No, I say Pep, this kind of players. When I remember against Madrid, because against Madrid, always uh, my job and the Carlos uh, when we were scouting Barcelona. Uh, for example, Carlos uh, worked against Atlético de Madrid and always uh, Dome uh, against Real Madrid. When Pep. 
uh, asked me about when we uh, the famous game we uh, won the game six two. Uh, I remember per se in this week especially. Look what happened with the centre backs Real Madrid. Kind of Aaron uh, Exactly. And when the striker uh, dropped to play a little bit, if they follow him or they stay. And it's about that. No? Sometimes you, for me, for the scouting, is uh, it's very important to understand the, the head coach because every single head coach needs another uh, concepts to do for the next game. Pep is very interesting about uh, the defenders, the opponents. What happened when, for example, Titi and Rui is white, if they stay, or when Titi go inside, they follow him. That means the spaces will be uh, white. And uh, I don't know, Abidal or this kind of thing, Dani Alves can use the spaces. No? But it's not, I think the, the important for uh, uh, one scout is uh, understand. Uh, exactly what need the, the head coach. So when you go to a game, I, I think I you, you, you see lots of things that maybe interest you a lot, but you need to understand who you're working with, yeah. what he wants to hear. Also, I suppose, how much he wants to hear because you have such small amounts of time that giving the right morsels of information, uh-huh. not everything... No, because everything, maybe for Pep is important three or four things. Uh, High-pressing, if they defend deep, uh, when they lose the ball, if they uh, react they? quickly, or maybe uh, stay again, uh, they like to defend compact. That is important for, for Pep because they can talk with the players about, oh, that happened in the next game. When that happened, Xavi, you uh, need to play behind Haldim midfielder, for example. Or in the, the next game, no, you have to drop to play because we need three against two in the middle. That is important for Pep. Even for me, like a head coach in New York City, I talk many times with my uh, scout about, I need that or I need that. I don't need uh, dates about the Balbalus. If they play 80% long ball, no. You can say they play usually long ball. Be careful. Uh, we have to defend with five when they play long ball or the holding midfielders join to the line and we defend with five. Uh, or they play all the time with the uh, right fullback, not the, the left fullback stay. That is important because every single opponent is different. And you can say to the head coach, be careful because they, they play quickly. Uh, direct with the striker, set the ball and attack all the time. Pep, okay, uh, we have to defend in that way. And Pep decide the best way to defend. That is important. They, they need to have a lot of information, but uh, they need to, to give me the right, the right information yeah. because it's not it's, uh, a lot of information. Drown, it's the same. No, no, it's the same when Pep uh, play with the, in the meeting with the players. Say, pam, 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 three things. Be careful. This is Atletico de Madrid. This is uh, Man United. This is Chelsea. Chelsea with Conte play with three in the back, two wing backs, uh, and they play inside. Uh, Diego Costa set the ball Azar Pedro. Be careful because they play all the time. That is important information for the players. Three or four things. Be careful because always they play in the same way. And you uh, you need to to do uh, to make information about the players. What is the best solution? to defend and what is the best solution to attack. That is important for me.
thank you for listening to The Big Interview. It's produced by me, which sounds egotistical, but it's also true, Graham Hunter, and Backpage. Our music is by Beer Jacket, who else? Editing by Charlie McGarry. Thank you to our hosts at Acast and our loyal sponsors at Bet365. We're also supported by our socios. Find out how to become a socio, how to support us at patreon.com forward slash Graham Hunter. Here endeth the lesson. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.